This podcast is sponsored by Wakunaga of America, makers of Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, Kyodophilus Probiotics, and Kyo Green Powdered Drink Mix, all natural, healthy solutions to support your whole body well-being. Try their new Kyodophilus Pro Plus Symbiotic, prebiotic and probiotics together for better gut health. Kyo means strength. Live a Kyo life. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now... On to the show. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. I love to talk about hypnosis. I think it is so interesting. My brother does hypnosis. My father does hypnosis. So it's something that I know actually works. You know, I think a lot of people picture the guy with the the watch, right? Going back and forth and back and forth. But that that's uh, that's not really what it's about. And to learn more, we've got the wonderful Barbara Ford Hammond. Barbara has been a hypnotherapist, trainer, and pain management specialist. Oh, God awesome for nearly 30 years her work can be in the left brain logical camp or in the right brain creative field and she is happy discussing neuroplasticity as she is talking about soul healing so barbara i'm super excited to have you i want to talk about that pain management i have this crick in my back that just drives me nuts anyway welcome to naturally savvy thank you thank you for having me so lovely to be here what is self-hypnosis okay so hypnosis is when everything in you is focused well, i i describe it as with meditation you're opening out i'm doing the movements yeah? yeah with hypnosis you're focusing in so generally people will meditate for the reason of meditating apart from the positive benefits the reason to meditate is to meditate generally right. with hypnosis there is a reason for that there doesn't need to be hypnosis and self-hypnosis in and of itself creates that loveliness but generally there's a reason so people will go to a hypnotherapist for a reason they will use health self-hypnosis for a reason they won't just say oh i'm going to do my self-hypnosis now in the same way as maybe they would say i'm going to meditate now even though you can and it's the same and the same things happen in the brain how do you get yourself in a self-hypnotic state what do you do Depending on how you think in your own mind, if you're very visual, we can have a go now. If you describe, describe your front door to me, please. I, I think it's white. This isn't good. I can describe my dogs really well, but yeah, I don't think I've paid much attention. And it's really a shame because a couple of years ago, we got a really nice new front door because my husband is more into the aesthetics, obviously. And I'm like, oh, good. We have a door that doesn't squeak. Yeah, you're very auditory, which fits yes, in am. with your work because you remember the door because of the squeak. You're not remembering the door because of how it looks. Right. So for you or for somebody who functions mainly auditorily, they would like to listen to the sound of something or they would notice sounds within themselves. So when you start to focus on sounds, the sound of your breathing, the sound of your heart, the sound of your thoughts once you start to do that everything else can then very gently just fade away and then you start to sink 
into yourself where it's just you and only you and then you will slip down automatically into a trance and it would happen I would think if you were listening to somebody talking to you in a hypnotic way you would eventually just let yourself <laughs> and then if you were doing it yourself you would just create a way where you're focusing on sound for somebody who is very visual they would imagine things in their mind images or recalling something that was lovely and repeat that when you go into your imagination then your conscious mind can rest and your subconscious mind is at the focus which is a trance state same as meditation same as self-hypnosis so for someone like me i could listen you mentioned earlier meditation is going out and hypnosis is going in expand on that a little bit i think of them as the same really i think of med oh, okay yeah meditation we're more likely to open out we expand our awareness generally and with hypnosis we create that focusing in i tend to think of all of it as hypnotic meditation so if you're doing something rhythmically and repetitive and we will automatically slip into a trance state that for some people is exactly what they describe if they're talking about their meditation for other people they will describe it as their hypnosis i see Generally, if people go into a trance-like hypnotic meditative state, they may not have much recall after of how they were. They just knew they felt nice or something has changed, something has happened. So I think they're very, very similar. Uh, if you like, hypnosis is meditation with an end goal or you do it for a reason, generally. Oh, that's interesting. Could you give us an example of an auditory self-hypnosis? Induction, it would be. It's called an induction when you... When you talk somebody into a trance-like state, you should maybe say that if any of your listeners are driving, they maybe shouldn't oh, yes. follow along. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Please only do this if you're in a safe environment. So, for example, if I were creating, if I were creating a, a, a digital download for you, a personalised download, because I know your auditory, I would focus on the sound. If we pretend for a moment or imagine we're doing a very general hypnotic induction it could just be something very simple very quick like take a slow breath in and as you breathe out breathe out for slightly longer allow that breath out to be slightly longer as you then gently breathe back in start to feel waves of peace and as you breathe out again for slightly longer Think or say to yourself, calm. Third breath in, as you breathe in, feel peaceful. As you breathe out for slightly longer than the in-breath, think, say, feel, calm. And notice sounds that you hear, thoughts that you think, feelings that you feel. Become very aware of what is happening within you and out of you. And allow yourself to gently sink down into yourself. Sink down into yourself, that lovely place, way down deep inside where all is well. And you can hear yourself saying to yourself, all is well.
all is well. Gently resting. Gently bring yourself back up. Amazing. Okay, I need to listen to this like three times a day. So you do these personalized. I do. This kind of sounds like a guided meditation. And again, it's a similar thing. Yes, I think generally the associations of hypnosis and hypnotherapy are the common ones. People see a therapist, hypnotist, to stop smoking, to to reduce pain, to get better confidence, to get rid of a phobia part of a stress management packet. Generally, if somebody were working with a meditation teacher, it would be purely about the meditation. So you'd have your meditation teacher, you'd go to your yoga and you'd do a meditation at the end altogether. You'd still get positive affirmations and feel-good suggestions, but not necessarily when you wake up, you'll be a non-smoker. There's not that going on. Now let's let's talk about the non-smoking. What kind of messages do you give for that? Yes, if I was working on a one-on-one with somebody, you find out the reasons of why they originally smoked. Generally, not always, but really very generally, smokers start to smoke when they're at school. Teenage years, it looks cool, they want to be one of the gang. They perceive that people will view them as being older and all of that going on. When people start to smoke, I don't believe anyone ever thinks they're going to do it for years. It's just something they're doing. As you get older, people then decide, actually, I don't want to do it anymore. They maybe have health issues or they think, what a waste of money. They then can't quite stop then it can't stop because they're dependent on the cigarette. The cigarette becomes something that it gave them when they were younger. The adult viewpoint of that is, well, it helps me to relax or it gives me energy or it's my treat or it's something I do after a meal, after sex, after this, before I meet somebody new. So you have to find out the reasons why. The reasons why they're still doing it tell you the reasons why they are not stopping And then in the mind of that person, you just reframe that. They've got a part within them that could be, the part might even be feeling younger, being in control, even though it's the exact opposite. Again, you've got to think like that child brain. Um, We change that part. So instead of the smoker being triggered, we change that. So the trigger is then practice deep breathing or do something completely different take up scuba diving doesn't mean every time they would have a cigarette normally they will want to do scuba diving it's a very general kind of thing and i've had people who for example become amazing gardeners because they're then using the time and they're using their hands and their fingers and their smell sense of smell so all this all the associations and suggestions but in a nicer different way Oh, that's lovely. Now, what about for pain management? Pain management, what a big old box that is. I look upon it as a whole holistic outlook. So pain, as you know, even if you've got, if somebody has a headache or somebody has a backache, 
as well as if somebody has a chronic ongoing condition, it affects everything. Mind, body, spirit, everything is affected. So I would work on all of those aspects of what's going on, what are the reactions, what's the what's your inner view. Often people who have chronic pain are in a slight state of bereavement over the life they would have had had they not developed the condition. If you have um, any kind, I know that you have actually uh, from your book, uh, Scoliosis. Yeah, I also have, I call mine a lowercase s, mine's very small at the base, but from there emanated a lot of problems. Physically, you can't ever change that. What you can change is how your muscles behave, how your brain reacts, how you can calm down your nervous system so that when pain starts, instead of feeling, and I'm very much speaking from experience, ranty, ragey, anger, uh, why me, woe is me, that kind of thing, you just bring it all back down, you turn it all back down into something that is controllable. And if you can combine it and complement other forms of treatment, it just becomes one, one of the parts of something that you do to manage. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. Yeah, I definitely need, that was brilliant. I definitely need one because, because of my, and thank you so much, my gosh, for reading my book and knowing that about me and my mom forcing me to do yoga. Uh, you want to know what we're talking about? Get my book, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, Cookbook, Memoir, Healthy Lifestyle Guide. It's not about dirty sex. Don't read it. Don't read the end of it when you're hungry though. <laughs> yeah, with the over 50 recipes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's really frustrating for me, Barbara, is that, you know, I've been doing Pilates for 10 years and I can, I can never get past this and lifting weights, get past a certain point because of my scoliosis, my, you know, I'm uneven and, you know, one size a little higher than the other. And also I was hit by a bread truck in 1993 on my bike. And that left me with a lot of scar tissue and that like under the arm area and a lot that gets really tough. So, the other day, I finally went back to the gym. I've been working out at home with the trainer over Zoom, which is great. And so we did some things I haven't done for a while. And I hurt for three days, um, those areas that I mentioned. And it was so frustrating. And I just felt like I did get mad. And I thought, damn it, like, when am I? I, I don't, I'm not saying I want to be ripped and buff, but I definitely would like to get stronger without it always hurting. Like, why can't I just do things that I can get stronger without the pain? So I definitely want to, you know, learn this and do this because it, it's a hard way to live, right? To feel frustrated. Yeah. Because being angry is not working. No, no. And it can make it, everything hurt more. Obviously, the best thing really for all of us is get in the pool. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't just bobble around in a pool all day. Uh, maybe there's actually a hole in the market for a, a whole recording studio that you can do in the pool. Oh my gosh. Well, you do, you probably know I finally got a pool after my whole life. It's been a lifelong dream of getting a pool. We have a saltwater pool and it's lovely. Uh, living in the New England area, we can use it only three months out of the year, but hey, I will take it. That is okay. You know, it's funny. My first job in the health field, uh, I worked as what was called an aquatic specialist. So I worked in a physical therapy clinic and there was a pool heated to like 90 and I would, the physical therapist would design the program and then I would, I would work with the patients and take them through all the exercises. 
And it was great, except after two years of breathing and chlorine and being inside a hot room all day, it just my skin, my hair, my everything. Mm. So, but it was, I saw the relief. So yeah, that's a great idea too, is if you can do any kind of pull work, it's great. So do you talk to people and they say, this is my pain, this is what I'm going through. And then you design a personalized hypnosis for them or is it? Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, I I don't do very many one-on-one hypnotherapy sessions now. I do the personalized work, I do groups, and I create the hypnotic downloads. Um, I, may, may I just nip back to the pool? If you can actually oh, sure. tolerate and get used to the cold swimming, um, can take a lot of practice, but the cold water is so mm, unbelievably beneficial, particularly for muscle spasms, for mental health. It's it's a it's a thing now it's a prescription in this country for people to try if they're suffering with depression so if you can actually train to keep going in the pool even as it gets colder and go with it okay it's uh the the benefit and then that rush the endorphin rush that you get anyway from swimming if you when you're doing it cold hundreds of times better wow I've heard that. Someone told me recently that was good for weight loss, too. It's just, yeah, it's phenomenal. Lots of people do it for many reasons, but mental health, pain, feel good, all all the pleasures and benefits of the water, more so when it's cold. Okay. No, I'm going to have to do that because my husband's been doing that thing where you go in the ice cold shower for a little uh, bit yeah. or something. It's like the big thing now. Yeah. And I haven't done a show on it yet. So this is fascinating. Oof, I'll have to do, I'll have to hypnotize myself first <laughs> to get the, 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 the guts or the, you know, up to get into the cold pool. So when did you know, Barbara, that this was the kind of work that you wanted to do? What, what gravi- made you gravitate towards this? Um, God, I wish I had a wonderful story. I haven't. <laughs> no, You're no. just lovely. Just- <laughs> oh, it was, it's very, I say it's 29 years this August. I was at a crossroads in my life, you know, like we all have these. And the actual truth is, I don't know if you know the Lady magazine. It's a very posh ladies' magazine. And um, while I was very poorly with my original back injury, we sometimes had au pairs and we had nannies, and the best place to get them was reading the Lady. And just happened to have one lying around, opened it and just saw a tiny little advert and it said, um, train as a, an advanced hypnotherapist and corporate psychologist. I wonder what that is. Didn't know, didn't, really didn't know. Oh, it sounds lo- all right. It was a lot of money. I thought, well, I'm going to give it a go. And that was it. And I went along and when I spoke to the Valerie on the phone, the, the main teacher, I thought, I'll just go and do it. I don't necessarily need to be a therapist. I can just learn these techniques. And, of course, once I was there and I I was hooked and I'd had my, that was a residential course I did. And before the end of it, I had my whole, where I was going to have my office and it just went from there. That's a great story. Yeah, but it's not really a, oh, I had this dream forever. I I didn't have a dream. (laughs) I fell into it. I think it's really, really great. Let's talk a little bit about uh, neuroplasticity. Well, neuroplasticity is the habits, really. I think of it as habits, but if we were being very scientific, the way the brain works and everything 
jumping about and electrical signals. So neuroplasticity, the way that we form habits. And we all now know that we can undo that. So using neuroplastic techniques, for example, sometimes if somebody has had a stroke and a bit of their brain is damaged beyond repair, another part of the brain will take up the reins a horse metaphor, I don't know where that came from, will we'll, <laughs> we'll take up the reins. You see, metaphor, again, that's a good way to induce trauma. I like it. Another part of the brain will take on a new behaviour, so the person will get some movement back. Thinking of my own situation, my nerve is damaged, but a bit of it is a bit broken, it can't repair, but other nerves have joined in to enable me to, for example, be able to walk properly, even when my foot doesn't work properly because of the nerve. So that's my brain learning new ways to behave. And along with the spinal cord stimulator, my own wonderful brain, of which we've all got one, the neuroplasticity in our minds and our brains creates this new, a new way of being, a new habit in the mind. And that happens through the self-hypnosis? Yes, people will do it generally. Um, we get it if you think of muscle memory. Um, a, an example of that is people grabbing at their thigh or their pocket because they think their phone is vibrating when their phone is actually in another room. Um, so you can create muscle memory just naturally through repetition in the same way as habits, but we can also undo habits using hypnotic techniques. Back to the smoking. Right. Back to the, if you go to another country and you have to drive on the other side of the road, you learn how to do that very quickly, then you return back home and you relearn how to do it the other way. So we're all jumping around, making these changes all the time, not really noticing it, we just get on and do it. But with hypnotic techniques, you have an intention to do it. Now, let's say for pain management, how often do you want to listen to the down the digital download that's created? It it should never be listening to it is a stress. So it shouldn't be. Oh, damn! I've got to find my ten minutes, and you, you're <laughs> riled, and it's too hard. It should become a natural a natural habit that, say, for example, people listen to it and they listen to it every day for three or four days. And start to learn the techniques and the brain will then learn, the body will then learn and we can set up triggers within ourselves. For example, you maybe have a sound trigger. Each time you hear a particular voice or a particular sound or each time you hear yourself say a word, calm, peace, whatever, that becomes your trigger to enter that peaceful, calm state where your nervous system is soothed. And we are then able to better cope. Generally, it's not about getting rid of the pain. It's about coping with the pain you have. And once you're in a state of coping, if there's healing that can be done, at that point, it can be done. Now, have you ever done one for like people who have like a quick temper or who overreact? Yes. Very like wired tight and they're just like, rah. Yes. Um, most of the, the we'd call that anger management um that people again they've got triggers that set them off if people have got a very high stress level and their brain is buzzy 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 going all the time 
it can be hard to switch off and then one tiny little thing, really that teeny tiny little thing, and blah, they've gone. And it can be something that's irrelevant. Yeah, and you're like, what happened? What was going on? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, that's about calming, settling, and letting the mind be organized to only be doing what is useful in that moment which then we come to mindfulness, being mindful. You don't necessarily need to be repeatedly repeatedly thinking of things all the time. Generally, people are, when they're very highly strung, often replaying stuff from the past. Should have said this, didn't do that. Why did I do that? Why didn't I say that? Replaying it, getting the same emotional state because the the, brain, the main mind and brain don't know if it's real or not. They get into that angry, frustrated state, that one little thing, and they've exploded. So we need to calm it down, settle it down, bring back to the now, not be focusing on what's happened. You've got to let it go. Focus on being in the now. Allow everything to be soothed and calm and give that person ways to be in control. Generally, it's just a feeling of lack of control too many things to do you've got to you've got to look after your show you've got to look after your guests you've got to look after your child and your husband and you want to get in the pool and there's all this going on <laughs> get got me in shop, the pool got a shop got to do this got to do that and it's dogs all, it's like endless busy 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 so for somebody who is very highly strung that's all so much worse so you've got an aura an air of inner calm which is a huge benefit for you but somebody who has all this other stuff going on who doesn't have the the, the you <laughs> would struggle. It must be such fulfilling work, you know, to see someone quit smoking or to be sleeping better or to be able to help them with their pain. It is. It's a very, very, very rewarding, even getting messages from people that, you know, years after... They, they would say, and, and, and even people who've come along, had their sessions, gone away and then become a hypnotherapist because they enjoyed the process for themselves. That happens quite a lot. I think, I don't know the, the numbers, but a lot of hypnotherapists and therapists generally, I would think, enter the industry because of their own experience. Yeah, they don't all stay. They don't all trip and stumble into it like I do. They, 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 <laughs> they have an experience and they think that was really good and do it themselves. Well, however you got into it, it's obvious that you're really great at it. Now, you, you said you're not working as much one-on-one with people. Is that because of COVID or just? It's just um, generally because of my own pain, I find it can be very hard devote the time to see somebody three five times whatever but i have found that doing the one-on-one bespoke recordings the effects from those are amazing because people will write down what they'd like from it we have a chat so i can work out how they think the modalities they use so that i can create a very personalized recording for them and that is very, very, it just works. You know, it's like dark magic, it just works. And uh, the the more generic downloads that people have also work. And I'm creating hypnotherapy at home so people can have a whole course 
So they could have maybe three sessions, but they do it themselves at home. And this is good for people who maybe don't have the money, they don't want to work with a therapist, wouldn't entertain it, but would quite like to have the experience and make a change also works okay so by the time this airs just letting people know it'll be available yes it will be there it'll be out in the world oh that's so wonderful well i'm definitely going to hire you to do or however the expression is to to do a, a thing for me i definitely need one and i'm very excited about that barbara is there anything you wanted to add that we didn't touch on today um no i just think i wanted to thank you for having me on it's just been so lovely i mean like knowing somebody on twitter and in the virtual world and then actually meeting i know isn't it fun it's very very cool yes and you can automatically feel that you know somebody well do you find that when you yeah i feel like we've been friends for years yeah (laughs) well you're just so lovely and easy to chat with it's just yes if you're ever out this way uh how do we find you barbara so we can get all your great stuff my website barbarafordhammond.com it's all there from there and I'm on, I've just gone back on Instagram. I came off it for a while. Just, uh, but anyway, I've gone back on it. Clubhouse, new on Clubhouse. But generally, barbarafordhammond.com is the start point. All right, Barbara, this has been lovely. I can't wait to get my own personalized digital download. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.